State University has filed to trademark the word the due to its inclusion in the school's formal name and the tradition of pro athletes referring to their alma mater as the Ohio State University. Said a judge, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, man. So a The couple, world has gone crazy. A couple of things we're focusing on. The market. Uh, the media went out of its way to scare you and convince you you're going to starve in your old age because of what happened yesterday afternoon, even though it might be back to, to flat by the end of today. Right, um, right, right. I, so I got more on that a little bit. Reminds but, me of going crazy because your favorite baseball team lost a game, you know, in August. Which it is. Which helps the metaphor. We're 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 kind of we're kind of hung up on this Bill Clinton painting. So Some, somebody is. <laughs> so Epstein, <laughs> Epstein, the pervo pedophile scumbag, who rapist. I'm, who I'm glad he's dead. Serial rapist had among his many homes, and he owned an island also. He had a fifty-six million dollar place in New York. Wasn't it five stories? Yeah. It's, or am I thinking of his unholy serial rapist girlfriend? You call it an apartment, I get. It's a townhouse. Okay, call it a townhouse. $56 million. Wow. You don't have a yard, so think how nice a place has got to be when you've got no property. Yeah, you don't have any property. Right. Think it's got an in-unit washer-dryer? <laughs> I'm thinking it does. It probably, uh, the fourth floor, it probably is a yard. But, it's an indoor yard. Oh, that reminds me. At some point, we've got to get to the big New York Times piece that got so much attention about how lawns are racist. If you have grass, you're a racist. You know, that anarchist guy that I'm currently into, uh, I've been reading a lot of of his stuff. He says you can Google anything. Blank is racist or blank is an example of racism, and you will come up with a hit. Wow. (laughs) Chewing gum, hats. Lawns. Lawns. Right. Anything. Hats. Um, so anyway, according to people that had been to Epstein's uh, pervo pad where he was raping children, uh, when you would walk in the door in the room just to the right, prominently displayed was this giant painting of Bill Clinton in a blue dress and red high heels lounging on a chair, mm. which is a weird painting. And it, 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 it'd be weird even if it were like, you know, up in his bedroom and you say, hey, I, this is the, you're, you're going to think this is crazy. Jeez, but, the last place it'd be is in my bedroom. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh, yeah, no kidding. Sorry, honey, I can't do it again tonight. It's that painting. <laughs> but if you got a $56 million, one of your many homes, and I'm sure it's like decorated in, in ways that n- none of us can even understand, your prominently displayed painting is Bill Clinton in a dress, lounging in a chair. What the hell does that mean? Uh, there have been a number of interpretations offered on the show. I, I, I don't see it as a great stain. I, <laughs> I have a, a, a new one to offer in a moment. Oh, okay. But, uh, um, uh, Epstein won a bet. Or Clinton lost one, and that's why the Clinton painting was on display. But wouldn't you tell everybody when they came in? Yeah, I bet Bill Clinton the the, the Yankees wouldn't win the World Series. And I said, well, if they don't, they're going to have to wear a blue dress. <laughs> but wouldn't he tell people that? You'd think. Yeah. Um, the Clinton picture reminds me of the picture Kramer had done of himself hanging over his mantle. It is kind of a similar look. <laughs> similar art style. Yeah, sim- yeah, similar art style. By the way, we have the painting... Uh, at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to see it. But oh, this is, my. There's a side-by-side. Bill is wearing in the painting a dress that Hillary has sported in the past. And to add to the the, 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 the drama or the mystery, Bill, <laughs> Bill's in a blue dress and red high heels sitting sideways in a chair 
and pointing at you, yes. the viewer. Yes. Yes, yes you. Erg. <laughs> this Is person, somebody behind me? I yeah. like this one. Here's the text. He owned Bill and wanted to flaunt his ownership like any hunter that flaunts conquest by mounting heads on the walls. Yeah, that was Sean's interpretation that's, that's, as well. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. My interpretation, and I remember somebody who was in the circle talked about uh, Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, his unholy rape partner, girlfriend, assistant, and said everything in their lives revolved around sex. That's just they were obsessive about it. Everything was sex. And so there's a super, super famous guy he knows, and so he had a painting of him weirdly sexualized. I don't know. It's, it's, I, I want to stop looking at it, yet I can't. Um, it's terrible. I, I, well, I think one of the reasons it's so interesting is this: does this implicate Bill more than he had previously been implicated as being part of the whole pervo ring and part of the lifestyle? Well, all right, you have to answer another question before you answer that question. This guy was a glad-handing, uh, name-dropping, party-throwing, he collected people, they say. He wanted to be around the famous and powerful, and so he'd be incredibly generous and welcoming and the rest of it. Was it possible to be in that circle and not be aware that he was just a flaming sicko, a serious perv? A child-raping, systematic exploiter of, of teenage girls. Is yeah. it possible to not know that? I don't know. I have no idea. I think you would know. I think you could know know the guy and know all the stuff, but not the underage part. Right. I just think he's like many other powerful rich men you know who are super into young, hot women. Well, you Donald J. himself that said that. He said, yeah, we, we both kind of like younger women. But in, with Epstein, it was 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know either. It's a that, fine painting, that, though. That, that, it's a beautiful what likeness. What the hell does that mean? I mean, it really captures Bill Clinton, in my opinion. We have it at armstrongandgetty.com if you'd like to see it. So everybody was trying to convince you yesterday that you were going to go broke because of something called an inversion that happened uh, yesterday Jack, on Wall Street. Jack, it's the inverted yield <laughs> curve. The inverted yield. We have an inverted. It's still happening. <laughs> we have an inverted yield curve, please. Oh, boy. And it just, it was so annoying to me. And I was thinking, I hope nobody's really buying this as they're watching cable news. Watching your 401k disappear, it's difficult, Jim. It's not disappearing. (laughs) It's not difficult if you don't look at it. (laughs) It'll be fine. You're just lying to people. And you're supposedly an expert. I mean, you're sitting in a room with a bunch of numbers behind you. Nah, got they got deg- one job that's terrify people into continuing to watch. You got a degree in this stuff. You're supposed to be the smart one. Right. People's 401ks just didn't disappear. They're going to be fine by like noon tomorrow, it looks like, based on the stock market today. To understand the media, you have to understand the principle of a first principle. There's nothing you can do that violates your first principle. Um, even if, you know, it's true or it's good or whatever, if it screws up that first principle, then you can't do it. And the first principle in, in the news business is to keep you watching. So if the truth is going to make you say, oh, oh, okay, and tune out, forget it. You're never going to hear it. I'll just give you a quick couple of sentences from Market Watch. Stop obsessing over the yield curve and its power to predict a recession. The key determinant that will shape the path of the economy this time won't be the yield curve or the direction of the Fed funds rate, which uh, President Trump was complaining about yesterday. 
It's the extent to which American consumers will offset the damage done by policies that impede world trade and reverse globalization, says MarketWatch. All eyes should therefore be laser-focused on what households are, th- households are thinking and doing in the coming months and not some tampered yield curve. Well, and that's to your point about the media is so obsessed with whipping up fear for ratings reasons and because they hate the Trump administration that it could cause households to do what sure. you're describing. Uh, very I briefly, um, the inverted yield curve, interest on short-term bonds are higher than long-term bonds. It means people are so worried about the near-term future, they're piling into safer long-term investments. But, uh, you know, the, perhaps there is an even greater point to this, economically speaking. You are not the economy. Now, if you're a business owner, your business depends on the economy to some extent. Well, it's worth keeping an eye on, but... Um, investors and bond buyers and all bet, we bet, we bet, man, things have been going up a long time. I'm betting they jiggled down for a while. Um, and it's not some sort of scathing indictment of, of the economy or the future or America or you and your job or, or, or your children and their future. It's just a, it's a bet. It's going to be fine. God, don't get yanked around by this stuff. Here's some numbers. I hope people aren't. Here's some numbers Sean dug up that uh, I'll end with this. This is from also from MarketWatch. So everybody looks at the Dow, even though everybody who's really into trading and all that sort of stuff in the stock market doesn't look at the Dow. (laughs) The media still uses the Dow as the barometer of the economy. Anyway. So uh, for MarketWatch, on average, the S&P 500 has returned 2.5% after a year yield curve inversion in the first three months after the episode. While it has gained almost 5% in the following six months, 13.5% a year after, and 14.73% in the following two years, and 16.4% three years out. That's according to Dow Jones market data. So that's the average of how the S&P has done after one of these inversions. Stocks go up, they go down, but in general, they go up. After three years, you're up almost 17%, so right. you'll be fine. No! Inverted yield curve! Inverted yield curve! Keep your children home from school! Shelter your pets! Stockpile water and dried goods and antibiotics! Man, <laughs> right. Uh, what does Bill Clinton in address mean? You tell us. No, don't! This segment from Morning Joe I saw it on MSNBC this morning. They had this strategist woman on who's a head of some organization that gets uh, Democrats elected, particularly women, to get elected. And she was talking about how their biggest challenge is overcoming um, this belief that social media does anything. That, oh. all, that all this Twittering and Facebooking and sharing articles actually gets people elected. Our our data shows that lots of people are really into this and hashtag don't, activism and don't vote, right? And that that's one of their biggest challenges is overcoming that. People right. feeling like, oh yeah, I'm very politically active. You know, I forward out eight stories a day to people on Facebook, but right. you don't vote. So wow. So if you swing the other way politically, do everything you can to pr- promote the notion that 
Listen, you have only one vote. It doesn't really matter. What you can do is forward articles and post uh, scathing reviews of the president on Twitter. And come up with cle- clever hashtags and memes. Yes. yes. Do that all day long. Right. Right. Isn't that something, though? People are that into it politically, really into the social media part, but then don't vote. Right. Okay. Right. So this is not a funny story at all. It's uh, it, it almost seems like it ought to be, but it's not. Man participating in a taco-eating contest at a minor league baseball game in Fresno, California, died Tuesday night after he choked on the food. Um, How does this not happen more often? Well, I, I tell you what, I can't believe that any organization is still doing this. Because of liability concerns. And I'm not on that side of, I hate that this made end it. new thing in America. I mean, this might end it. I hate the trend toward everybody's so terrified of liability concerns. Everybody's lawyered up. Nobody does anything. We're all terrified. Woman, you know, playground equipment has been removed. Diving boards at the pools. You know, a hundred other things. A woman drank water till she died in a radio contest. And that ended, I'd say, 75% of wacky radio contests. Right. Right. I just, I can't believe they did tacos. Because I, I thought, hard shell? No, How that's mean? impossible. Soft shell? That's as bad. You can't be ingesting tortilla as fast as you can. Then You're going to choke on it. Then don't do it. Well, it's just a terrible idea. Everybody involved. Well, terrible. I, I, that's terrible the guy died, but mm-hmm. nobody made him eat those tacos. Right. If you think that's something you could choke on pretty easy, then don't eat it. Well, right. I agree. Fresno Grizzlies extend our heartfelt prayers and condolences to the family, said the Grizzlies president. We're devastated by the death. The safety and security of our fans, well, you're getting sued. I mean, you're getting sued like crazy. Wow. I, uh, this one quote. And any any release he signed, because we learned this from the radio contest deal, release doesn't matter. No disrespect to the family. But a witness said that Mr. Hutchings, uh, Dana Hutchings was his name, God rest his soul, Witness said Hutchings was shoving the tacos down his mouth like he'd never eaten before. I'd hope he'd never eaten like that before. There's no way to eat. It's ridiculous. The ballpark in Fresno was to host the World Taco Eating Championship this Saturday, but it's been canceled. Yeah. That might be the end of those kind of eating contests. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got one of those stories. I don't even want to mention it on the air because it could turn into a problem where you have to worry about somebody suing for something. It's just... Kind of a world have we crafted with that crap? Yeah, I know. Because I know. even it's... if even if the people involved are you know not the sort of people that would ever sue you, their insurance company might. I mean, it's just ah, their insurance company will. It's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah, and just the effects it's had on. You know, I've used this example many times, but when my kids were in elementary school. Um, every year they had this utterly charming fall fun fest thing. Uh, I can't remember what they called it, uh, October Fest or something. There are no buxom blondes wielding huge glasses of beer. It was, uh, you know, all the families and the kids would get together. They'd come to school in the evening or the afternoon, in the evening, and play silly games and greet each other and the rest of it. And the kids would, like, dangle a fishing line over a, a big cardboard front that was made to look like water. And then the teacher hiding behind there would attach a little prize to it, and the kid would pull it up, and they'd squeal with delight, or they could, you know, roll a bowling ball at pins and win prizes. And, you know, the tickets were a couple of dollars. It was a fundraiser for the school. It was great. They had to cancel it because they couldn't afford the liability insurance 
for people strolling around and chatting with each other. And How incredible is that? Well, and, and yeah, I know, I know. It's so frustrating to me. If I think about it much, I can like, I can, I can become despondent and and not be able to enjoy life. Right. And this is the only life you get. Right. But that, the, the, but that, right. But so that is go enjoy it. But that is just so be frustrating. Careful or you'll be sued. And the thing I just thought about, even if you had all parents who would never, if their kids somehow magically got hurt doing one of these things, would sue the school, their health insurance will sue the school and make them pay for it. Right. So right. it's just crazy. Right, and including lawyer costs, which will run into the hundreds of thousands, of course, because that's what lawyers do best. Um, uh, how about this? You get a Florida man. Uh, his neighbors were making too much noise. And they were playing loud music, and that was making him mad. 61-year-old Florida man. He uh, comes out. He says, that's it. I'm going to whoop some ass. And he comes out with some nunchucks. He's trolling them around, and, of course, he hits himself in the head. That's the biggest problem with those things. <laughs> and knocks himself out. Hitting yourself in the head or the groin. Once he came to, having failed in that attack, he sprayed them with roach spray, uh, which was ineffective because they are not cockroaches. Um, shame. Wish that was on video. There's his mug shot. He's taking quite a blow to the noggin. He <laughs> looks like the kind of guy that would do that. Not doing well. Marshall's News next. The inversion warning. The inversion warning on the way. <laughs> Came across this tweet from the current sitting president, at Miley Cyrus, he tweets. Oh, boy. Well, that's a good start. (sighs) At Miley Cyrus, don't worry about Liam. You can do much better, and you have plenty of time. Remain strong. Oh, that's nice. What? He actually tweeted that in September 2013 after Miley and Liam broke up the first time. Oh. But it has been uh, retweeted a gazillion times since she split up with her husband the other day. Well, he was, uh, you know, a private citizen at the time, a hotelier. <clears throat> it's not much crazier that he tweeted that before he was president than now. I mean, as a billionaire running his empire and doing all his stuff. I'll concede it's crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Anyway, you can you, do you better. Know, I, I feel bad. I haven't offered encouragement to Miley Cyrus <laughs> in these difficult times. Uh, Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. All right, inversion warning, inversion no, no, warning. No, yes, no, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an inverted no. yield curve. Inverted yield curve. Yes. Oh, no. All right, everybody take a deep breath. Cars are bursting into flames all over America. Stop, drop, and roll. Is that what you do? Everybody. Frogs falling from the sky. I got boils. Under my desk. Is that wrong? <laughs> Look at the boils. <laughs> Everybody, Roll up your windows, lock your doors. Everybody relax. Stocks are reversing course this morning on Wall Street. A day after the Dow tumbled 800 points and 3% in its worst daily percentage drop of the year. I appreciate you doing the percents. I hate when yeah. they just give you the points. Yeah. What, what, is that? what does it mean? Well, it doesn't mean well, much. It doesn't mean much even if you do it right. Right, exactly. Retail sales. This is what's helping. Retail sales are beating expectations at the open as Walmart posted better than expected earnings, sending its stock up by, at last check, more than 6%. Walmart Yikes. is part of Positive Sean's portfolio. Yeah, I jumped in earlier this week, saw an opportunity, knew their earnings were around. I'd been reading some things about the retail, so I decided to open a position in the Walmart company. Nice Man, job wish, on your end. I wish I had unlimited free time. 
<laughs> and uh, that's practically what it takes to be good at investing. You have to put a lot of effort into it. My dad oh, yeah. has been doing that in retirement. Just Oh, this is absolutely taking up some of my otherwise hobby time, quote-unquote. Yeah, it's, if you're going to day trade, yeah, you better uh, be serious about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On another matter, a nearly eight-hour standoff between a shooter and Philadelphia police came to an end overnight where onlookers, though, were seen taunting and throwing things at the police who were trying to deal with the situation. Six cops were wounded in that shootout. Philadelphia's KYW-TV reporter Alexandria Hoff described how the crowd... Bordering the area, blocked off active shooters, seen allegedly harassed officers who were trying to get in to deal with the matter. Yeah, I watched the video. You don't have to say allegedly. I mean, they were definitely harassing the officers, including one woman who shoved an officer, and they wouldn't part and let him get through the crowd, and they're yelling at him constantly. And they've they've all got that look of, we better be on guard here as we walk through this crowd. Right. Trying to save them from a gun-wielding lunatic. Right. Right, I think, you know, I think the only thing you're going to get out of this, if you're one of those neighborhoods that's that hostile to the police, is they just decide, you know, we're not going to go in and straighten things out and deal with it on your own. And you don't want to live like that. Right. Nobody you know, wants to live like it's that. It's worth mentioning now, and we didn't get to this earlier in the week, and I regret it. A uh, California Highway Patrolman was murdered by uh, a, a dangerous, ugly, waste-of-skin human being. Um. And uh, it's it's terrible. He's a young man, a good cop, and a good man, and the rest of it. Um, this last week, both Kamala Harris, who was an attorney general of a state, and Elizabeth Warren referred to the cop murdering Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. Did they they really? used the term murder. I didn't hear that. They both did in writing on social media. Five-year anniversary of the murder of Michael Brown at wow. the hands of a white policeman. Now, both of them are smart people. And so this is a, a multifaceted rant. Number one, they are so cynical and or so anti-cop that they're willing to say something that they know is a lie. The Obama Justice Department under Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch, declared that not only was it not a murder, but that the cop had behaved reasonably and there would be no charges, state, local, or anything. That, according to the witnesses, who many of whom were black, this Michael Brown fought the cop and tried to get his gun. Yet they called it murder for political purposes and to whip us all up into hatred against each other, which is the Democrats' game. So... In the wake of that, you see this Philadelphia situation. Would you suggest that the cops be so passive that the Michael Browns of the world and this drug-dealing piece of crap in Philadelphia, they actually get their guns and use them on the cop. At the point that the bad guy has your gun, then you can respond. Or else Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren are going to call you a murderer. Oh, that's some good politics right there. Wow. That's sick. All right, now shifting. Kamala Harris, you disgust me. You used to have a shred of respect. You've prostituted yourself for electoral gain to the point that you are violating the most sacred vows you took as a law enforcement officer and as an attorney general. It's disgusting. What will you not do to get elected? Is there anything on that list, Kamala? I'm asking you. Yeah, because it is cynicism. There's no way she actually believes Barack Obama, Eric Holder, and Loretta Lynch let 
a murderer, a murderous cop get away with it. No way. She doesn't believe that. So she's just being cynical. Right. Whipping it's, up people. Oh, it's a horrifying lack Boy, of character. Yeah, no kidding. And to, and to play to a crowd and say, oh, yeah, police are murdering you and getting away with it. Right. Oof, that's rough. All right, my friends, time now for a very important 2020 Democratic campaign death pool update. The 2020 Democratic presidential campaign of former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper is coming to a close. A party member close to the former two-term governor says an announcement is expected today. Get the hell out of here! And that's your choice, Sean? That's your first pick, Hickenlooper? Yeah, he was my first-round pick. I just, yeah, I I did the scouting. I had, you know, did some one-on-one interviews. Much like your stock picking. Very thorough. Gave him the Wonderlick test, and I I, I came to the conclusion, (laughs) I don't know if anybody else came to this conclusion, (laughs) that a man who saw an X-rated movie with his mother is not going to be elected to the White House. Um, But so, what's going on here, and it's pretty interesting, Yes. Chuck Schumer had called him up and said, look, look you're not going to win. Um, uh, and said, you know, we'd really, we really need you in the Senate. We, we're, they're hoping for the hat trick, the Democrats. They want to keep the House, take the Senate and the presidency. And they've got some Senate candidates they feel like are strong that decided to run for president. Hickenlooper's one of them, going nowhere. So he's going to go back and run for the Senate in, in Colorado, which is... And there's plenty of time. 446 days before the election. For for that, for the U.S. Senate, that's right. a long time. The fact, nobody will even remember that he ran for president right. by the time you get to the, the debates and that sort of stuff oh, yeah, for well, the U.S. Senate. And he, Right, he can seriously take six months off and yeah. then launch his Senate. <laughs> yeah, <runs>. regroup, <laughs> get a new haircut, right. and start over again, and nobody will even remember it happened. Watch a little more porn with his mom. Just enjoy life. <laughs> the question is, does Beto do the same thing in Texas? And I, Politico had an interesting article yesterday. The yeah. time, it was perfect. Uh, for Beto, if he wanted to abandon his presidential campaign, because he had the cover of, he was in El Paso for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. He had the cover of, look, my hometown just went through this. It's hurting. We've got a problem. I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to be the senator of Texas, and we're going to fix this problem. I'm going to make a sacrifice. And it doesn't right. look like I failed on the campaign trail, and now I'm back. Well, yeah. now he's back on yeah. the road. Well, and I'm Is telling you, okay. yeah. Kick and Pooper was enhanced to some extent by the presidential run. He went nowhere and nobody wanted him. But, you know, putting aside the mom porn thing, he um, he seemed like a reasonable guy, a moderate guy, an intelligent man, the rest of it. There's too Bet- many of them. Beto, has, right, but that's, you know, that's not his fault. Beto has, has uh, come off as a pathetic, pandering, dumb it's guilty for being white, woke bro. He I has, mean, his reputation is suffering. He has zero chance. If I had to bet $1,000 on somebody who won't be the nominee, I would put $1,000 on him without any word Well, whatsoever. right, yeah, but I'm talking about the Senate thing. So if he says, yes, I'm going to to serve Texas, I'm going to run for the Senate again, I'll bet people who voted for him are thinking, yeah, I kind of... Yeah, told all my friends I was in love with you after three dates, and now I'm kind of thinking maybe I need to break up. But I, yeah, I think you're right. But he had the perfect cover for abandoning his presidential run. I yeah. agree, and, and not looking weak. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. just has said something that I can't read it. Oh, because yeah. the screen went black. But he is uh, he has stated he's 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 still in. Here we yeah, go. He's from, getting back in. I'm in it for the long haul. Running for the Senate would quote not be good enough for El Paso. We must take this fight directly to the source of the problem. So he's he's go. left El Paso and he's back to Iowa. Well, the only way good you're getting that. in the White House is if your congressman arranges a tour, brother. So <laughs> good luck. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, that conscience of the nation. <laughs> 
And I just saw that uh, Conor McGregor punched an old man in a bar who was bad mouthing his whiskey. All right. So was it about the whiskey? I, I didn't see that. There's a video of it too. How so. dare you insult my whiskey? So there's a what's there, it called? Kick in the face whiskey. There's an example of some being somebody being exactly what they look like they are. What's it called? Apparently, out of control whiskey. I, I can't remember. Notorious, I think. Notorious. That's right. I'm notorious for punching old men in the face. Who insult notorious whiskey? Or is this a publicity stunt to get you to talk I'll about his whiskey? I'll punch you in the face for suggesting that, boy. If, How dare you? If, it, boy, uh, if attacking that bus and throwing the chair through the window was a publicity stunt, and these are publicity stunt, he needs to hire a new publicist. <laughs> Not I'll take on this old man. <laughs> no, these are crimes. This is a publicity. These are crimes. Drink me whiskey. Drink it or I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Guys, uh, some 2020 election news. Democratic candidate John Hickenlooper is considering dropping out of the presidential race. Don't do it, said absolutely no one. Uh, Do you guys know about John Hickenlooper? Yeah, that's part of the problem. (laughs) He's leaving the race uh, when he broke the news to all his supporters. They were like, cool, Dad, thanks for telling us. Yeah, you get it. Wow. He lacks support. I saw a video on uh, YouTube. Somehow it got fed to me, and I, I clicked on it. It was Seinfeld was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and they did a they did a contest. Who could do the better Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> and they spun the wheel of Seinfeld bits, and it had yes. every bit Jerry Seinfeld had ever done as a stand-up comedian. Beautiful. And it would land on the bit, and then Jerry would go over to the mic and do his own bit. Right. And then Jimmy Fallon would go over and do a bit. And it was really freaking fun. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> I didn't realize they were so tight. They're like, go out to eat a couple of times a week with their wives tight. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. They both seem like uh, fine fellers. Is, uh, is the, the Tonight Show the right format for Fallon? I don't watch it, so maybe it is. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't watch any of those shows. I don't know. Yeah. He's doing a different thing. He's a thing talented than, dude, oh, though, no doubt. He changed the format. Right. Yeah, he's doing a different right. thing yeah. than the other people they, are doing. They play Ants in the Pants and Shoots and Ladders on there oh, now. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, Any hungry, hungry hippo? (laughs) I'm hungry for sweet and sour pork, and I might not get it. That international news coming up in a minute. China! I don't know if you saw this. There's a petition to change the name of a street in Manhattan so that Trump Tower would be on Barack Obama Avenue. And they're trying to get enough votes going. I'm I'm sorry, who is trying to do this? 70,000 people have signed a petition to rename uh, Fifth Avenue... Barack Obama Avenue. Right. Obama! So Trump Tower would so be on Obama Avenue. So this is a jab Avenue. at Trump. Yeah. Wasn't clear to me initially whether it was a jab at Obama. No, it's a jab at To have Trump towering over his street or what? <laughs> as a as a casual agent of chaos, I, I endorse this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to sign up for that. Um, <laughs> Does anybody have a life outside of politics these days? <laughs> no. What is the matter with America? Oh, and by the way, we just watched the video of uh, famous fighter Conor McGregor sucker punching an old man in a bar. It's on video. Because the guy had dared say he doesn't like his whiskey. I no longer have any time for the antics of one Conor McGregor. No, he's he needs to be jailed. Oh, sucker yeah. punches yeah. an elderly man in the side of the when, head. Yeah, the guy's not an old drunk man's not looking, and Conor McGregor punches him in the side of the head. A professional Jeez, so fighter. freaking weak. Yeah, you need to be in jail, dude. For what it's worth, the old fella, 
He takes the punch, reels in a split second, then looks at his friend. Can you believe this, A-hole? Yeah, wow. I yeah. would actually you know yeah. root for Floyd Mayweather to beat you into the ground now. Yeah. That's how much I hate Conor McGregor after watching that. Yeah. Um, God, what a piece of crap as a human being. Um. So they got this thing called pig fever, swine fever over in China. Mm. Not the swine... Do you mean like people are really excited about pigs now and are wearing like pig socks and pig no, jewelry? It's, it's a disease that's killing off hogs. Oh. And, and unlike the swine flu, it can't. people can't get it. Um, but it's only the pigs, and it's going to kill this year 350 million hogs, Yikes. they think. It's a huge problem. Wow. Uh, it's, Wait it's, a minute. It's a, it's a huge chunk of the, the world's actual pork is going to be killed off by this disease. Wow. And uh, so, I don't know what that's That's good gonna news do. for American pork producers. That, yeah. The price ought to skyrocket. Yeah, I suppose that's true. It, it, it I did see a story where it talks about one of the reasons they're not buying so many soybeans, you feed soybeans to pigs and they don't need them because they're killing off mm. you know a third of a billion pigs with this disease so it's like the opening to my favorite movie of all time unforgiven clint eastwood dad this one's got the fever too Oof. it'll separate them out that's a rough one. Oh yeah that's a pretty good clint eastwood right there thank you that's brief we have a Keep... swine flu swine flu alert actually believe it or not we oh that's right <laughs> That's right, back with the swine flu threatening America. That's different than the uh, the hog fever, yeah, Michael? Yeah, it's a different thing. Subtly different, but thank you. Um, everyone's trying to figure out why Jeffrey Epstein had a giant painting of Bill Clinton hanging in his apartment. Well, he was a friend. He's a president. He's a man of esteem. It'd be I assume a little he's weird. there in his suit. It would be a little old, weird. Perhaps in the Oval Office? It'd be, no? a, it'd be a little odd, even if it was Bill Clinton standing there in a suit. Right. You're that in love with a particular president? You have a giant painting of a president inside your door? I mean, They're what? buds! But no, it's Bill I don't Clinton. have paintings of my friends in my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a painting of Bill Clinton in a blue dress and red high heels, turned sideways on a chair, being all sexy, and pointing. Nobody has any idea what it means. It's 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 disturbing. The only guy who might know, know what it means uh, killed himself last weekend. Right. Well, Bill might know what it means. Do you think? Do you think yeah, Bill's even aware of that? One thing? night I spent with Jeffrey on his rapey island, and he he talked me into wearing the dress, and and he took a picture, and <laughs> it's kind of a private joke, but we had it uh, turned into a painting. Hillary paid for it. Hard to imagine what's going on there. Hmm. Hard to imagine what's going on here. Residents of fifty different households. Woke up in Henrico County, Virginia, to find old-timey TVs outside their doorsteps. How many? Fifty different households. So that's a that's a big chunk of a neighborhood. They all got up in the morning and walked out, and there was an old-timey console television sitting there. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Police began receiving reports about the TVs early Sunday. By morning, their phones were, were clogged with calls. Each home received exactly one TV, carefully placed so it faced inward toward the door. Some deliveries were caught on residents' doorbell cameras. Aha, we can see who placed this television on our doorstep while we were asleep. Oddly enough, it was Ed Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's dressed in a blue jumpsuit, black gloves, brown hiking boots, and wears a TV set on his head. Ah, him. He's got a TV, <laughs> TV over his head like a mask. Well, he'll be easily identified when the cops find him. How crazy is what that? What the hell? Is that art? 
Is it a promotion for a new, like those, uh, the new, all these uh, competing Netflix and CBS got one, NBC's got one, Disney's got one, Apple's got one, but these people just traffic in super old TV shows? That'd be a good promotion. The uh, the one clip that had been making the rounds, the guy drops off the TV, puts it squarely in front of the, the door, faces the front door, walks down, gets like one or two steps down the way, turns back, waves over his shoulder at the camera, and walks away. With his TV head. Yeah. Um, this isn't the first time this has happened in another neighborhood in the same county. Last year, there were around 20 TVs left on porches. And with nothing ever since, you know, until the other day. It's whimsical and hilarious until you realize, all right, I got an old-timey console <laughs> TV, which if you're too young to to know, that's a really big piece of furniture. Yeah, I mean, it's darn near the They're size cool. of a couch, but, but you know, wooden s- components. Where'd he come up with 70 of those televisions? And hauled them around. Well, That's a lot uh, of effort for this gag. You know, that's some excellent uh, detective uh, thinking there. Uh, uh, let's not skip the main question. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> well, that's better than him crapping on your porch or the variety well, of other things of, instance, that have been caught on yes, cameras in recent I would prefer he leave a TV than defecate. Yes. Armstrong and Getty.